0: Welcome to Lead Up For Women. Speak up to lead up with Colleen Biggs. Are you ready to lead without permission and take the steps needed to live your best life? Whether you want to start the business of your dreams or celebrate your present and future accomplishments, you're definitely in the right place. Now, here is your host, Colleen Biggs.
1: You guys need
0: one? No. Dear listeners,
1: welcome to Lead Up for Women, Speak Up to Lead Up. I want to say good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending upon which time zone you're listening in. You know, we're in 13 countries now, right. so it's very exciting awesome. to be in so many countries, and you guys are hearing little voices right now, and I wanted to let you know who those beautiful voices were that were in the studio. For those of you that can't see us on Facebook Live, I have Shelly Blancy. Shelly said hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. All right. <laughs> And then I also have Shez Barber here with us today. Hello. Shez, say hi. Yeah. Great. So we're going to be talking a lot today about cultivating and empowering women to fulfill their goals and business ideas. And both of these women are entrepreneurs. And I'm just going to jump right into it. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and thank you so much for being a loyal, a loyal listener of ours. Say that 10 times fast. My L's just got tongue-tied there. So anyway, we have just been hard at work uh, changing our website over from the current website we were with to a new look. And the reason why we're doing this, I want to let all my listeners know, is we're doing it so that we can provide more products to all of our ladies out there that are members. We are a membership-based organization, and um, you have the opportunity to be a VIP and join at an annual level, or you can also be a monthly member and join at a uh, monthly rate. choice is yours and I always like to throw it out there and let all of our listeners and members um, or those that are thinking about joining know that we um, are currently running um, our 2019 special. So you can still get your annual membership at 195 it's going to increase in January to 440 so jump on now because then that gives you a whole year as a VIP and the benefits are just amazing so I wanted to throw that out there and let you know sorry for all the technical difficulties lately we had an amazing webinar yesterday with Meredith Allen. Thank you for everybody that was on there. It was one of our biggest webinars that we've had yet and it was amazing and she talked a lot about clarity for 2020. Get it? 2020 clarity. And she talked about connection and how to level up um, your business and your life in 2020. She's also one of the facilitators that we're going to have at the um, sanctuary retreat that we're doing in February. And so I wanted to, uh, again, uh, anyone who's listening, if you're interested in uh, those events that are coming up, they're only for 20 women. So we are already, um, at 50%. Booked, So please jump over and fill out an application. You can do that on leadupforwomen.com forward slash events. And you can check it out there. Our next Teaching Tuesday webinar coming up is going to be December 10th. Remember, it's the second Tuesday of every single month. And one of our members volunteers to teach and use their special unique superpowers to teach all of us something unique that they uh, do for a living. And she's going to, Carrie Ann Gulliver, is going to be waking with Women up to wealth and she says girls have guns too It's so cute. Mm -hmm. And she says the secret weapon, it's the secret weapon of how women are dominating the franchise industry and finding their rich. So I can't wait for her to be teaching on that. Very excited. She's also coming to um, the retreat. And um, so anyway, I want to not take up any time because these beautiful ladies are just sitting here so patient and I have so much to cover with them and the listeners. They don't want to listen to me. Mm -hmm. They want to listen to you guys. Like you're the ones with all the goods. So I want to introduce Shelly. Shelly Blanty has become a good friend of mine. I met her several months ago, and we like it's like love at first sight. So I like to tell people because I don't know what else to say. It's you just, you know, when you attract to an energy in a room and you're just like, you're my person, I have to get to know you, and that's what it was. And I know that God places people in my path at the specific time when I need them, when they need me for a purpose of something we're doing together. And so, Shelly and I um, have become fast friends, and Shelly is in, gosh, you're involved in a lot of endeavors, so I don't want to you know, let the cat out of the bag or spill the beans or whatever it is that people say. And I want you to be able to talk to our listeners about your story because you were in journal, wait, wait Voyager magazine. I have it right here for any of my little Facebook friends out there. They can see this. She was in Voyager magazine back in uh, 2015. But I'd love for you to talk about how you built an empire, because you've built a few of them actually. Yeah. So let's talk about that, Shelley, and welcome.
2: I know. Well, thank you. And yeah. I just, I love the fact that we dressed alike here. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> noticed that. For anybody who's on Facebook, you just like great minds think alike, I guess. Right. I don't know. We're all in leopard. So <laughs> leopard and black. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, there's just so much that's happened over my life, and you're like, share your story, and I'm like, where do you want me to start, you know, so <laughs> right. I always go, do I start from the beginning, do I start from the business world, or, you know, just Start because, from the beginning, what, yeah. wh-
1: what resonates with you that maybe was a path that kind of was a trajectory or something that course-corrected you?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, just my whole life has been, you know, from the time that I was born, is just, you know, been different (laughs) so to speak but you know not for everybody but everybody would think wow she had such a difficult life how did she get to where she is today and so I grew up in humble beginnings my dad passed away when I was two years old and so I was the girl that you know we grew up on welfare and social security so we weren't you know wealthy by any means and uh, I was a free lunch girl you know growing up and then, uh, you know, I was sexually abused by the time I was five years old. My mom remarried um, when I was six, and she remarried an extremely abusive, physically abusive, verbally abusive Mm -hmm. man. And so we were, you know, in a house that we were taken out in the middle of the night and then brought back into that same environment over and over. And so it was just what my mom knew. Mm -hmm. She didn't know any different, you know, so we just kept on repeating that. And then by the time that um, I was nine years old, I was just really angry at God and the world. And I was like, why am I living this life? Like, why did my dad leave me here? You know, like, yeah. this is not great. And, uh, you know, I just kept on dreaming that I just wanted a better life and I just wanted more, you know. And I was like, this can't be what life is mm-hmm. really all about. It can't be it. Yeah. yeah. So I started working on a farm. But I, well, I started babysitting when I was nine, mm-hmm. started working on a farm when I was 11. And I would drive or ride my bike, you know, five miles to get back and forth. And, you know, I worked for this farmer and he just, I was picking beans. And he said, Shelly, if you get really good at picking beans in the morning, you can come back in the afternoon and you can work in the afternoon and make more money. And all I heard in my head was, if you get good at. So that's just something that I've carried on my whole life since the time that I was 11 years old, that if I just get really good at something, you know, that I can have more. And so I've just always taken that into everything that I've done. And I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to get really good at it. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I was 14... My sister gave me a kit one day and it was full of all hair products and you know she said here you like cutting your doll's hair and stuff I was yeah. always whacking away at something and so I started going to people's houses and you know cutting their hair and knock on their door and charge them a couple bucks and so I didn't even know it but at the age of 14 I became an entrepreneur that I'm you know riding my bike around them by the time that you yeah. know I got a little bit older you know and then I went to a school and I really wanted my dream was always to be a teacher mm-hmm. and when I went to see my counselor you know trying to prep for high school what I was gonna take and everything and um, he said what do you want to do and I said I want to be a teacher and he said well you don't really have a lot of money you don't come from money to go to college back then you know you needed some money and so he said, What else do you like to do? And I said, Well, I cut hair. And he said, Why don't you take the vocational program and you can get your, you know, license and, you know, yeah, make some money? beautician, sure. Yeah, and then go back and go to school yeah. when you can afford to. Mm-hmm. And I said, Okay, so I did that. And then I started, I graduated when I was 17, almost 18 from high school. And I started working for somebody and she was taking half my money. And I was like, mm-hmm. Wait, I was making more money mm-hmm. picking beans. So I was like, Wait, I'm not making that much money she's Mm -hmm. taking half of it but i was like i want to do what she's doing i learned leverage really fast just by watching what she was doing i thought the more people i could have working for me i could take half of their money so i was like it just made sense so they're taking half my money how do i get in that (laughs) position yeah so you start you know you start thinking about it so so i did i started my own business when i was 22 then i got married and um i didn't have my first daughter for five years and after I had my daughter, um, I found out that my marriage was full of infidelity. So I just was like, I don't want to live this life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, this is not what I mm-hmm. was out to do. So mm-hmm. I left that marriage. And then um, I, about not long afterwards, uh, one of the guys used to get one of his, his hair cut by one of the girls that worked for me. And she was like, hey, he likes you. I was like, what does he do? And she said, oh, he's, you know, on TV. He's a news anchor. And I was like no that's not my life like (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i already felt like i just went down that road he was really handsome and i was like no i don't think that that's what i want to do then he started showing up at the gym where i worked out we became friends Mm -hmm. next thing i know we got married we had baby number two we moved to chicago he got this great promotion and uh, then I had baby number three, so I have three beautiful children. Yeah. And I have two girls and a boy. And um, you know, I just was blessed. I was living the dream. I could mm-hmm. stay home with my kids. I didn't have to worry about going to work. And you know, um, the income was great. Yeah. And. I ended up buying a house out here in Arizona, you know, so I had a second home and I was always investing into other things like real estate or, you know, just businesses Mm -hmm. that people would have. Um, I really just had that sense of staying at home was great, but I always felt like I was missing something, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was like, it's great doing this cooking, cleaning, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I was losing me. Oh yeah
1: you were serving this is very common serving our babies and Mm -hmm. serving other people and serving our husbands and doing the things that we were all raised to do yeah it was the proper thing and then all of a sudden you're like hey where did shelly go
2: yeah but my mom taught me something was to work really hard my mom bred you know dogs and Mm -hmm. you know it was just a lot of work constantly and Mm -hmm. so I learned my work ethic from her so I was like I can take care of these kids and still do other things Mm -hmm. on the side and then I met um, one of my friends you know she was in a skincare company and she said hey you know I'm making $30,000 a month you should really take a look at this and I was like $30,000 a month I was like (laughs) I want to do that you know so I jumped on board because I'm a risk taker I was like what do I have to lose by trying this. And so it was a network marketing company. I'd never Mm -hmm. been introduced to network marketing didn't really understand the concept, mm-hmm. read a book, and uh, I was like, okay, I get this. It's leverage. It was basically what I was doing in my own businesses. Yeah. I was just doing do it. Do you feel comfortable sharing which company it was? Yeah, so it was yeah. Arbonne. Mm-hmm. So, um, actually, I was out here in Arizona at my you know vacation <laughs> yeah. home. I went to a meeting, and I bought that book, and yeah. I was like, I can do this. This is mm-hmm. not, you know, and I just started picking up the phone and just, sharing a story with my friends, like, hey, you know what, my girlfriend's making $30,000 a month, you gotta do this with me. And really quickly in six months, you know, you could earn a Mercedes, I earned the Mercedes, I was earning a six-figure income, and I was like, all right, this really works and yeah, uh, yeah. so, but I was enjoying it. I don't know if I was necessarily just passionate about skincare, but I was Mm -hmm. passionate about building a business. So that's where my mindset always goes Mm -hmm. is how can you build this quickly and find. I always believe that you have to have good people around you. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you can. It takes a village of community, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody always looks at you and they think, oh, you're successful, but you're really not without the village or the people mm-hmm. that are around you. Mm-hmm. And my goal was always to help them be successful. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just be, I'm, I'm not money driven mm-hmm. at all. It sound, might sound that way, but um, I'm like, I just am very competitive, you know, that I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to see if money it really works. It should be last.
1: It yeah. really should. If you're serving and, and building those and cultivating those environments around you, then the money will come the money Money will come. come. That's
2: exactly how I feel. If I do all the work, the money will come in the end. And so, and it usually pretty much does is if you stay in effort and consistency. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of key factors that Mm -hmm. go with that. And then about a year and a half later, my son's football coach brought me this company, another network marketing company. He had no idea that I was successful in network marketing. Mm -hmm. And, um, he brought it to me and it was called world ventures it was a travel club and that's right i wasn't interested in that at all i was like nope and then he left me a magazine and when night i started flipping through the magazine i saw that men did it my marriage was not in a great place and i was like oh i could get my husband to do this and in it, long story short, that didn't work out. You know, when you have a different motive, right? <laughs> yeah. Trying
1: to fix everything mm-hmm. and going right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, but I fell in love with the company mm-hmm. and the people and the culture, and uh, you know, traveling around the world was like so exciting. Meeting mm-hmm. different people and you know, just seeing things that I never saw growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even you know have a vehicle. <laughs> you know, so right. getting oh, yeah. you know to yeah. do what I was doing was crazy. Yeah. And then they were looking for female trainers. I had never spoke, you know, I never Mm. wanted to speak in front of people. And, you know, I didn't have the confidence to do something like that. You know, it's like the number one fear in the world. (laughs) And so they started throwing me up there, you know, saying that women needed to hear my story, what I had to say. And uh, then, believe it or not, I became one of the most sought after female trainers in our company. We were in 35 countries. So they started flying me around the world. And I always thought that I would just gasp for air to just like breathe. I was like, just breathe because I thought that I would die every time I got up there. But I didn't, you know, and just, you know, going through my divorce I, and all this was happening at mm-hmm. the same time. And then when I got divorced, um, I found out that I was a million dollars in debt. So mm. I know it was crazy. My. So I'm assuming life.
1: that was not your debt, it wasn't your debt that you brought on, your husband had. You know, my husband had
2: lost his job at the time, and so um, we had put a lot of money away, invested into a lot of businesses, and uh, when there was no money coming in, Mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't any money. And so most of it was business debt, but everything was attached to my house, so then when I got divorced, my attorney was like, good news, bad news, you're in debt, you're going to lose your house, you're going to have to file bankruptcy, and I Mm -hmm. was like... How can this possibly be happening to me? I had never been laid on a payment in my life, but you know, when we think that our life's on one journey and it Mm -hmm. takes another road, you know, you figure out really fast. And I was on my hands and knees, just, I mean, literally, when I say crying and, you know, screaming out for help. You surrendered at that point. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a
1: vulnerable place to Mm -hmm. be, but it's so needed.
2: Mm -hmm. And what happened once you surrendered? Yeah, my girlfriend had given me a necklace with a mustard seed in it, and I didn't really know what it meant or, you know, anything. And, I mean, if you don't know, a mustard seed is the smallest seed that grows the largest tree, you know, and I would mm-hmm. fall to my knees every night with that, mm, the palm of my hands, mm-hmm. and I would just scream out, and I just was like, God, you got to help me. you got to help me figure this out. Mm-hmm. I have three children. I don't know what to do. And so, um, believe it or not, People appear in your life when yeah, you need they them do. the most. Especially and, when you surrender yep. and
1: hand it over.
2: Yeah. So a guy showed up at my house, 7.30 on a Tuesday, and um, he wanted to buy my house. And I was like, sir, you can't buy it. I'm, I'm losing everything. I'm a million dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Something in my spirit said, let him in. And I was like, no, I'm not letting a stranger in my house. <laughs> I ended up letting him in my home, and he showed me how to get out of debt. And it wasn't as easy as that sounds. There was a long period of time, but to make a long story really short, sure. he ended up showing me how to get out of my debt. I had a woman who came into my life who had a really strong spiritual faith base mm-hmm. and you know she helped me to get my faith stronger and to get that base stronger and mm-hmm. to believe that I could actually get out of this mm-hmm. and so I went through the bankruptcy and when I was walking out my attorney said it's a great day Shelley Blanzi when you can walk out with a million dollars worth of debt and be debt-free and I looked at him and I said I'm gonna take it all back And he said, no, you're not. And I said, yes, I am. I said, he said, don't do what that guy told you to do. And I said, something in my heart's telling me that it's possible. So I ended up trying to do what he told me to do. And um, I had another friend who told me if I really believed that, that um, he could help me, that she would give me the money to get Mm -hmm. out of my debt. I never ask anybody for anything in my Mm -hmm. life, you know. So she ended up doing that within – a day and a half, I settled my debt for hundred and ten thousand dollars, and you know, got to keep my home, kept everything that I had, and was debt free again, and uh, felt relief. You know that I was like, how could that possibly happen? You know, and people think that you can't get out of debt, you can't settle debt. You can if you know how to do it. You have to do it the right way, and that's what that gentleman taught me how to do was to do it the right way. I hate
1: to be the one to break up this story party
2: because I know everyone
1: listening right now is like on the edge of their seat, yeah. going, "What happened in her life next?" But we have to take a commercial for what <laughs> <laughs> happens. So if ever, now everyone's going to be staying with right. us when we get back. So you have two minutes, and then we're going to come back from break and we're going to find out the rest of Shelly's story. Shelly, thank you. Oh, you're so. Welcome. All right, you guys, we'll be right back.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows
0: and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? What are you waiting for? Lead Up For Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up For Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember... There is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. you are listening to lead up for women speak up to lead up to reach the show today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com now back to this week's show
1: hey there listeners you are back with lead up for women speak up to lead up and i am your host colleen biggs and we have been listening to the beautiful shelly blancy talk all about her life and how she's been able to build her empires and one of my favorite things that you mentioned was the mustard seed Mm -hmm. and how it's the smallest seed yet grows to the biggest tree um so, talk a little bit more about where you left off when you were talking about how you went in for bankruptcy and said,
2: "Nope, I'm not going to do this,"
1: yeah. and decided you were going to earn it all back yourself. Yeah. So,
2: um, when you settle debt, you have to know how to settle it. So, you have to start with the big guy first, and you work your way down. So, I owed one bank three hundred thousand dollars, and you know, I offer we started at a number, we ended up at fifty thousand dollars. So, I settled wow. three hundred thousand dollars for fifty thousand. I owed another a bank one hundred and twelve thousand dollars, or no, one fifty six. I owed them, and um, I settled it for twelve thousand dollars.
1: Wow! So it's just having the
2: conversation with them. They're Mm -hmm. happy to collect anything at that point. Well, because if you understand, yeah, if you understand debt, when you file bankruptcy, you wipe everything out, so they get nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So they're you know they'll get whatever they can from your home or whatever mm-hmm. but the second third fourth guy yep, he pretty whoever's much in is line getting who's got the nothing yep. so yep. he'll take you know whatever he can Anything. get mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, when you you know and I just was really honest with them. I shared my real story you know I said you know I was married I was really successful I'm losing my house I have these three mm-hmm. kids to take care of I don't have any you know I'm not I wasn't getting child support or alimony nothing and. Mm-hmm. You know, for two years I got nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and then the little bit of money that I got went after, you know, I mean, he was barely making any money or anything, so mm-hmm. I was making less than $600 a month for my kids. Mm-hmm. So you can't even feed kid to kids today on that. So mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. So, um, so then afterwards, after I settled it all, you know, my girlfriend was out here in Arizona and she asked me to come out here for New Year's and I just wanted to get out of town. You know, oh, I was I'm like, sure. oh, I, just, I was like so <laughs> relieved because it was so stressful. It didn't yeah. work so smoothly. Yeah. You know, I couldn't get a hold of my girlfriend who was giving me the money. You have, tw- you know, 48 hours to yeah. do it. Um, it was just, it was so crazy. Like I literally go back to that mustard seed constantly because there were moments where I were, I was just screaming. It was like, everything was a deadline because, they were going to take my house away again Mm -hmm. a couple days before Christmas. So after I settled it all, I flew out here, and then I was trying to get back home to Chicago, and there was this big snowstorm, and my girlfriends that I was staying with here were going to Mexico. So Mm -hmm. they left me in their house And um, because I couldn't get home. They were like, you can just stay here as long as you can. I was just sitting there thinking about everything that had happened to me, and I went, oh, my God, I never called that guy Mike and thanked him because I would have never known how to do all this without him. So I picked up the phone and I called him, and his number was disconnected. And then I sent him an email, and it bounced back. Hmm. Hmm. And, you know, if I told you the whole story, I went to his house, his house was sold, he no longer was living there. It was just so weird because people were like, who is he? And I'm like, I don't know, he showed up at my house, 7.30, on a Tuesday night, just out of nowhere, knocks on my door. Did he show his wings ever, or... (laughs) I don't know, but he's got a really big set of wings because he carried me through wow. that. Yeah. Like he has. It was like no he idea. was just
1: plopped right out of heaven, put in your space at the yeah. time you needed him, and then he disappeared. He
2: just disappeared. Oh, Ooh. I got chills, I know. man. Yeah, every time I think about it, I'm just so grateful, you know, Um, and then I just told God, I was like, if you get me out of this mess, I promise you, I will bless women, I'll bless people, I will bless whoever (laughs) you need me to bless. And so when I was going through this, my bedroom became my sanctuary, you know, and it was where I got peace. It was where I got clarity. Yeah. And uh, I just decided that I was gonna go in and start redoing women's bedrooms for them. And it was called A Soft Place to Land because I just felt like we were just, I was constantly hitting concrete every night. And so I started my own foundation. I used my own money. And, uh, you know, I picked the first person, which was one of my besties, you know, since we were 16 Mm -hmm. years old, I just saw her, we've been friends for over 30 years. And, you know, I just knew that she was a woman that just needed something, you know, Mm -hmm. in her life. And I just wanted to give back to women and give them sanctuaries. And so we went in without her knowing. And, you know, I took a group of amazing people with me and we redid her bedroom. And it was just, it was beautiful. And so I was doing that and, and you uh, did this with your own money with my own money that I yeah got and back. what would you say the average bedroom to redecorate oh it's several year. thousand you know because I wanted it to be beautiful we try to use as much of their own things right. that we can but you know by the time you paint and, it and, yeah you know do nice bedding and everything but it's, that was your way of giving back because you
1: knew that you had gotten out of something and then you were truly yeah. blessed and you had promised God that that this yeah. was it
2: for you. Yeah, and it wasn't. It's yeah. not the money that I was looking at. It was what I could give her, mm-hmm. you know, and to give her that sanctuary and let her feel maybe something yeah. that I felt or the women to feel that. Yeah. And so I had done several, and then I moved out here two years ago, so I haven't done one. So that's something, you know, that I always tell people: go to my website, nominate people, and you know, let us mm-hmm. gift somebody. And believe it or not, it's usually children. You know, yeah, writing stories about their beautiful. moms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the children would nominate their moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's really beautiful. They want
1: so much for their moms to just be happy and yep. have a place because they do so much for them. That's beautiful. Yeah. Are yeah. you not still running that um, nonprofit where you have a website? Or women can donate and you're doing rooms. You're not doing that anymore, are yeah, you? Yeah, I still have it.
2: Yeah, what I just it, haven't done yeah. one since in like two years. But Share, it's that. That, Share that with our listeners since yeah. we're just talking about it right now. Yeah, so my website is my first and my last name. Right. So it's Shelly Blanzy, so mm-hmm. S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. E-Y. And okay. then it's B-L-A-N-Z-Y. B-L-A-N-Z-Y.com. B-L-A-N-Z-Y okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they can just go there. They can, you know. They can nominate, they can donate, they can do whatever, you know, cause it really is about blessing people and just giving back. It was where my heart went. Mm-hmm. And Then when I moved out here, my son, of course, let's talk about my son because he believes that every job that I have is because of him. Yeah. <laughs> he believes like my whole success because it was his my son's football coach, you yeah. know, who got me into world ventures. And then um, he went to a baseball game out here and he met a gentleman who was speaking for a stem cell company. Yeah. And, um, So my son was like, he went to lunch with him, and then they were looking for speakers. And he's like, well, my mom's a speaker. (laughs) And then next thing you know, um, I started going and doing seminars for stem cells, which I'm so passionate about because I just, the healing and the stuff that I see take place to give people back their quality of life. And, you know, so I've been doing that for almost two years out here Mm -hmm. in Arizona. I flew to Canada quite a bit, you know, and just around the country here, but I'm staying locally here for a stem cell. Clinic um, here in Phoenix called Vibrant Healthcare, and you yeah. still
1: do world world ventures. I do. I still have yeah. a team. You have a whole team. Mm-hmm. You just got back from
2: taking them on a little yeah, retreat, so right? Yeah. So we did um, a trip to Cabo, but we've t- so I've taken it up to like three hundred people. So <laughs> fun. It is fun, and that's the thing when you back to your team. Yeah, you know when you can do something that you love and you don't know the difference mm-hmm. between work and play. You know, so I just always want to be plain. I don't want it to be hard work. But, yeah. you know, I got my real estate license since I've been out here. So um, I work a little bit with that. I just like a little bit of diversity. Mm-hmm. When you do yeah. something all the time, it just is like, uh And then I have a lipo laser business that I have with another partner that we do. And, you know, so just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, you know, it just all comes together. And it just doesn't feel like heavy work every day, you know, like a workload.
1: Now, I feel that, um, and I'm gonna get back to something that you had just spoken about, but I wanted to ask the question because I didn't know much about stem cell um, other than, you know, research that's out there and what I've heard. Yeah. And it's really not what everyone thinks it is. And so I wanna encourage all the listeners to, um, you know, if they're in Arizona, they can come to this, but you know, we have we have uh, listeners and viewers all over the country um, and all over the world global Mm -hmm. so how would what would your recommendation be for someone who wanted to learn more who had an illness wanted to learn more about stem cells where would you recommend that they start their research
2: yeah and then where they take their steps from there gosh there's so much good research and bad research out there that that's the good news and the bad news about google is that you can write anything that you want to anything you know so i mean there is a website called clinicaltrials.gov that people that they're actually doing real research on Mm -hmm. you You know, but we fly people in all over from the country, you know. So, I mean, it's definitely something that they can reach out to our clinic. We like to educate them. And you actually came out to one of the seminars so you can see that we do. It's so great. uh, It's so educational. And that's what I'm, I I always wanted to be a teacher. So I love to educate people and learn about something and learn about, you know, the body and medicine and all that, mm-hmm. like, I knew nothing about this. This was like going back yeah. to school for you me. You had, I
1: remember one of your videos. Well, besides all of the sports, people that have so many repetitive yes. injuries and are in there and having stem cell injections, um, Mel Gibson was in there, and his mm-hmm. father was yes. literally dying. Yep. They told him at, um, where was he? He was at Mayo at Clinic. Mayo Care. Clinic, and mm-hmm. they... Pretty much told him you can leave your father here. In about four to ten days that was gonna be it. Yep. And now he's he had stem cell and seven years and later seven he's years 99 later. years old and yeah. he's thriving
2: it's yeah, crazy
1: yeah so anyone out there dealing with an illness i i definitely recommend clinicaltrials.gov and looking into vibrant health care um
2: and it's here in scottsdale Arizona. it's here in scottsdale and, and um, we fly people in yeah. you know like we have people come in from all over the country because our doctors are so amazing our mm-hmm. our team of people yeah. you know we just are we're just caring like everybody cares we want to see people get sure. healed and helped you know yeah. we're, there's a lot of clinics out there that you know might not be at the cutting edge of where we are and what we're doing you know but they're they're everywhere but to me it's all about the doctors and our doctors are so specific
1: what i learned from you Shelley, today so first of all i want to say thank you uh, but thankful. what i learned from you today was women I know we have men that are listening, too, because we always do. We always have to find our sanctuary. You should have. I have my own sacred space at home. You need to have a sanctuary of somewhere that has the things that make you feel good, whether it be your gratitude book, books that you read, uh, mantras, or whatever it is. Like You have to have a safe, comfortable space that you can just shed your layers and be you that makes you feel loved and comforted and just protected and... Remember that you, every single one of us, are just mustard seeds. Mm -hmm. So it's okay if you seem very small in this big world, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we need to play small. Yeah. So to be seen just like the mustard seed they have to be planted and -hmm. then you have to be cultivated Mm -hmm. and the way that we do that that's what leader for women does like we cultivate women we are this safe nurturing space so women can show up without judgment and say i just need to be me today and every day and that's how i'm going to grow and that's a scary space to be in to say i'm going to be me yeah because that's truly the most vulnerable space
2: yeah well i think that we all believe that our circumstances define us yeah. And they don't. Mm-hmm. So I always said, Obviously. I define me. Mm-hmm. You're sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go, I get to qualify yeah. myself, yeah. you know. So I get to decide who I'm going to yeah. be, you know, not my circumstances. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff happened to me when I was younger or things that happened to you, you have no control over.
1: I want you to quickly tell that story and then we're going to um, introduce Chez so we okay. can start talking to her. But tell that story very quickly when you went to the restaurant because yeah. I love this. And I want every woman out there to start using this this line because yeah. Shelley's going to give you permission yes
2: to qualify yourself <laughs> so tell them how you qualified yourself yeah so um <laughs> Well, I love, lunch is like my favorite time of the day, you know, so yeah. I love to go to lunch, and my, I went to lunch, and um, I love Mexican food and guacamole. Me too, girl. <laughs> guacamole is like my <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at this restaurant, but I don't like onions in my guacamole, and so 95% of the yeah. places yeah. put onions in it. Including and so, me. I make it that way. Yeah. So um, so I asked the waitress if she could, you know, ask the chef mm-hmm. if he could make my guacamole, because she said it was already pre-made, and I said, Said, can you ask him if he can make it without onions because sometimes they will so i always ask i always say if you don't ask you don't get so um she said okay let me go ask him and she came back or she said to me she said well um i just said you know just ask him if he can do it for me and she said okay well i don't know if he will and i said just tell him i'm a really special person and she looked at me and she goes what makes you so special and it made me think for a second i went I don't know what yeah. makes me so special. I was like, <laughs> hmm, yeah, what does make me so special? And I was like, and she goes, well, what qualifies you to be special? And I just looked at her and I said, I do. I qualify myself. Like I don't yeah. need anyone else to qualify me.
1: Yes, let's just get a round of applause for that one. <laughs> awesome. mm-hmm. So those so, are really good nuggets for us to remember today,
2: for all of our listeners to remember yeah. every day. Well, I think that we're so worried about what other people think of us, like, you know, we're clothed in this, Mm. you know, and it's like at the end of the day, this is what I tell women or just people in general, I'm like, nobody really cares about you. I hate to be rude like oh. that, but we go to bed at night worrying about whose problems. Yeah, ours. Ours. Mm-hmm. I mean, for as close as... our day. Yeah, we yeah. don't... And I thought about that when I was going through my mess, you I mean was like... You mean, you don't go to bed thinking about me every night, Shelley? No. <laughs> <laughs> when I was going was through my mess, yeah. nobody <laughs> came to my rescue. Right. I bought people cars, I paid people's bills for them, and when I was down yes. and out, nobody was worried yeah. about Shelley. They were all like, oh, she's lucky, she'll figure it out, Yeah. And so I... I realized in that moment people don't really care about you, so all the energy that we put into what are they gonna think, what are they gonna say, usually it's really nothing or if they are, it's not worth. Yeah. Has no worthy to it. So be you and be yeah. strong and don't be worry bold. about what other be bold,
1: be courageous mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stop staying stop playing small. Yeah. You know? Let your voice be heard. Yeah. You're a mustard seed. Yes, I love that. I love that. I love the mustard seed, mm-hmm. Shez, awesome. What are you thinking over there? Well, it says a lot. It's Sorry. Is awesome. Right? no, this yeah. is so
3: great. It's yeah. such a great story. I love that you're sharing women's stories. So yeah, thank you you so too. much. And you're everybody so has a
1: story. Yeah, well, share. Shez, yeah. Since we're talking about you, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and start telling mm-hmm. our listeners a little bit about your amazing story?
3: Yeah. Um, so my name is Shaza Barbour. I am the CEO. Founder of Hera Hub Phoenix here locally in mm-hmm. in the Biltmore area, and it's a spa inspired workspace for women business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, we're not exclusive, so it's female focused in our mission and our <laughs> vision of really supporting women business owners, entrepreneurs to really create that landing space and a launching mm-hmm. pad, like a physical space where they can come, collaborate, connect, and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we have men that are members. We have male ambassadors. You know, we have plenty of men that use our space just because they walk in and they're like, this is how every space should be. Like, I want to be here every day, and I feel comfortable in here. So. Heck, yeah. Yeah. But a little background story about me, um, because, you know, it, it's not like I grew up that's thinking, oh, I'm going to open up a women's center. You know, when I was a young girl, but mm-hmm. um, I just have, you know, it's been a nonlinear career path. I was actually born in Syria, so I came to the United States at a young mm-hmm. age um, through a situation so, where, you know, my dad fled the country and never mm-hmm. went back to Syria. And so we grew up here in the United States between Chicago Chicago and uh, south georgia <laughs> wow. and so i bounced around between you know big city and then really really small town outside savannah georgia how and old then, were you
1: did you say when you came here i was about five about five years yeah old. okay young.
3: yeah okay. and um you know just my my father was in academia he was a professor so education has always been super important so it was just always this push and drive of you know getting an education and building something better but also just building bridges that's been a common theme for me just because of Ooh, I love our background my background like coming to the United States and still having family in Syria and living in a big city and then moving to a really small town in Georgia where there was no diversity and so I mm-hmm. felt like throughout my life is just a common theme of I'm building bridges I'm breaking down barriers. I'm creating understanding on a local level and international level of what people's misconceptions might be about women, what people's misconceptions might be about women in the Middle East or Muslim women, and constantly toggling between these two worlds and two countries. but then I went, I, you know, I got my undergrad in Chicago at Northwestern, and then I went and got my master's degree in Michigan, focusing on healthcare. Like, my background's all healthcare and pharma. And that was my passion. It was really in that field. And so I got my master's in healthcare management policy. Worked at um, a hospital um, afterwards doing turnaround plans for the CEO and CFOs of. Hospital, then flipped and went into pharmaceuticals. So I worked for Eli Lilly for a while, and spent that time another part of my career on a different side of the healthcare industry. And then we moved here. Uh, it's been ten years, mm-hmm. and part of it was, you know, we relocated out to Phoenix for my husband's job, and he also works um, for Eli Lilly in the pharmaceutical industry. But so I can't report to my husband. So I was like, okay, you know what? I was so burnt out in corporate America that I had two kids at the time that were really young. They were just daycare mm-hmm. babies. I never saw them. And so when we moved out here, I just thought, you know what, we're only supposed to be here for two or three mm-hmm. years, and then we're going to go global probably. So I'm just going to take time to get to know my kids. Let me stay at home for a little so bit. Great. Let me take a step back. Let yeah. me get them settled in. and. In the meantime, jumped into the nonprofit sector, did that, because I'm not one of those Mm stay-at-home. Like, I love being at home with my kids, but at the same time, I was like, what's next? What am I supposed to be doing? And I I just need to be doing something. Um, And then at that three-year mark, when the company came back and was like, all right, pack up, we're going to leave, I was pregnant with my third. And all of us were just like, I don't think so. We actually really like it here. I think we want to stay and just stay a little bit more grounded. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, we had visions of going global. So my husband's from Venezuela, okay? So now we're talking, what, six or seven years ago, the world had completely changed. The, Arab, you know, the, Syria and the war in Syria had already started. Sure. Mm-hmm. My family was living in Dubai for the past 10 or 11 years, and they were happy there, but with all the changes going on between the Arab Spring and the revolutions, my family was like, you know what? My dad was like, I'm gonna re- retire. I'm coming back to the United States we're going back to George. I mean to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And my husband's from Venezuela and Venezuela started tanking mm-hmm. as a country and still is. And so this whole idea of why are we going to be bouncing around the world when our families are starting to come to the United States. And so we were like, pause, let's stay here. And that's when I started figuring out, well, what am I supposed to be doing? I wasn't planning on staying at home forever. I need to be doing something. And You know, I started exploring about what my next options are going to be, where do I want to go, and what's my career going to look like. So, Shez,
1: that is like the perfect bridge for us to go to break because I am dying to find out when you explored yourself what you found. Yeah. Because (laughs) now you're like this powerful woman with this business that you're owning, and I can't wait for everyone to find out. So, let's jump to break for just a quick two minutes, and we'll be right back.
3: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
1: If you could do anything you wanted for work, what would that be? Do you feel that you are tapping into your greatest potential as a leader in business? What are you waiting for? Lead Up For Women is the perfect organization for you to meet other women that are either at the same crossroads and understand your struggles, or they have paved the way for you to move past those hurdles quickly. Lead Up For Women provides the platform for women to connect, influence, and lead. The world needs you to be the most confident you because you just might be the one that changes the world and you don't even know it yet. Remember, there is only one you that has ever been, and there is only one you that will ever be. So be you and be strong. Join us today at leadupforwomen.com.
0: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Lead Up For Women. Speak up to lead up. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at leadupforwomen.com. Now, back to this week's show.
1: All right, ladies, we are back, and you are listening to Lead Up for Women Speak Up to Lead Up, and I'm your host, Colleen Biggs, and I'm joined right now by the beautiful Chez Barber. Yep. Did I say that right? Yeah. All right, girl. <laughs> so you were just telling us that you said no. I'm pregnant. We got two other children. Yeah. We're not leaving to go global right now. This is not what feels right to us. And you said, I got to do something. Yes, what am I going to exactly. do? So you like looked into tap into your power to say like, what's yeah. what all about? Right, exactly.
3: And I was searching. I was really searching because I knew there's something bigger. I had a bigger calling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when your family is going through war, I was in a dark space too, so it was like a lot of stuff happening at the same time. And I was dealing with a lot of, well, why, I don't want to say survivor's guilt because I wasn't Mm -hmm. there, but we experienced the trauma that our families were experiencing in Syria. And I would always question, why was, why am I here in the United States? Like, why did my dad decide to leave when he did? And why did I get all these amazing opportunities to grow up in the United States, to have the freedom that I did, the education, the possibilities, yeah. the careers, like none of my cousins had that, and yet they're struggling to survive. Mm-hmm. And so I knew there was something bigger, and I just couldn't figure out what it was. Um, and at the same time, I had all these skill sets. I was like, well, I've done all these different things, and I know I could do a lot. And I always had this idea of a business in the healthcare sector that I wanted to tinker with and wanted to play with. but... And I started tinkering around with that here. Um, but you know, when you're new to a city, mm. you come from a corporate background, you throw mm-hmm. yourself into nonprofit, you have, it's only, it's really hard to figure out how to start a business like your mind frame is just so different and then so even different. with the connections of mm-hmm. people that I did make here in Phoenix back then you know Phoenix
1: has developed and changed dramatically in the past six
2: years dramatically
1: I've been here since 1976
2: yes.
3: <laughs> but even in the past six years and so when yeah. I started tinkering out and asking for resources well how do you start a business I want to do this yeah. the, the the comments and information I was getting back was so overwhelming yeah. and crazy that I was like who the hell would ever start a business? Like, it was like, 500, 000, give me. you have you need a half a million dollars to beta test it. And I was like, go find it from your friends and family. I'm like, I come from a family of immigrants. Nobody has that kind of money lying around, like, just to play, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I couldn't find the right resources, and I just didn't feel like they were really there in Phoenix and connected. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I kind of walked away from that idea, but at the same time, the right people came into my life, Mm -hmm. and they were like, I want you to go and see what's going on in other cities, and one of them was San Diego. Mm -hmm. It was like, go see what San Diego is doing for women business owners and entrepreneurs, the whole ecosystem that they've developed. So they have plenty. They they had already established, and this is nine, ten years ago now. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, female-focused spaces, mm-hmm. workspaces where they can come and collaborate, start ideas, grow ideas, be in transition, figure things out. They had the funding side of things where you can get funding for your business ideas. They had the connections, the resources, incubators. Everything was there. And I was like, wow. Like, they were so mission-driven on this. And I you know, I saw that, and I was like, I want to bring that to Phoenix. Like, I love that this is a mission I can be a part of because this you know, answers my calling of not just being a global connector, mm-hmm. but, you know, building bridges of just being that access yeah. point for people. And yeah. and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bring it here. And so it took, um, you know, it took us two years to open. You know, there was a lot of Doors shut. A lot of what are you doing? Why? Why do women need their own space? Why do you guys have to have this? I don't believe in it. And you know, we're not going to fund this. No, 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 no. All the
1: support is just amazing. (laughs) Is it not? Is it not? Yeah. Why is it that the closest, the people that are closest to you, Mm -hmm. are always like, "What the heck are you doing?" Right. And even in the business business community, it was just um, nobody was like.
3: They're like, that's crazy, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's happening nationally. It's happening
2: internationally. Thank you for telling
1: me it's crazy. Now I know I'm on the right path. Right, right. Right.
2: And so, I think you you need the rejection. Right, it's the resistance. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. the resistance. Yeah. You know, sometimes we want it all to be smooth, but. It's if, if it's, it's smooth, smooth, you
1: <laughs> might want to start praying and wondering why <laughs> right. that's happening.
2: Because I always say if there's
1: resistance, hell yeah, mm-hmm. you're yeah. on the right path. Yeah. Yep. It always seems to be that way. It's, I the, always, world le- it's the road less
2: traveled. Yep. Yes. It's, you're being pruned so you can grow the fruit. Yes. yes. That's how it works. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we opened
3: um, a little less than two years ago. We, mm-hmm. It took us, so it's been a four-year journey. But you know, it took us two years to open and now we've been open and we're just really this landing space and a launching mm-hmm. pad for a lot of women. We get we even get calls from women business owners and entrepreneurs as far as Yuma, Tucson, on uh, the border of Mexico to North Sedona and Flagstaff of like, when are you guys gonna bring this here? I need help. I need I need connection. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know how to you know, jumpstart my business or I'm stuck or I have an idea and I just don't know what to do with it. Mm. And now we're trying to, you know, really, like I feel like I direct traffic. You know, just like come on in, be at home, be welcome here, and we just designed a really beautiful space that's very relaxing. Mm-hmm, it's beautiful with a women in invo- mind mm-hmm. because we're so stressed out and like all most women, we're mm-hmm. all we have our hands in so many different things. Not only are we caregivers, mm-hmm. but we are involved in the community. We're involved mm-hmm. in the schools. We're involved in nonprofits, and then you just need a space to just relax yeah. and focus a little bit on what is it that you need to do today for yourself for your clients for your business and for some women that are in that transition it's like I just need a room to create you know and mm-hmm. we can provide that hmm. with all the other business needs that
1: people need mm-hmm. so and when it becomes a soft place to land yes and it feels that way to them that they're in a sanctuary they can let everything down and that's where you can yes. really truly be creative yeah so what's your superpower Jess, What'd you say?
3: Um, you know, for me, one theme I really realized, and it didn't hit me until just a few weeks ago, when somebody was asking me about my career path and trajectory. They're mm-hmm. like, "Well, how the heck did you get here?" When you're like way over there and doing mm-hmm. all this other corporate and healthcare mm-hmm. stuff. And I realized the common theme throughout my entire life has always been access—is giving access mm-hmm. to people. And you know, when I was working, and that's why I went into healthcare. And that's why I, when I was even working at the hospitals with the CFO mm-hmm. and CFO e, CEOs, it was always about it was a safety net hospital. Mm-hmm. So and I wrote you know wrote reports about safety net hospitals and giving access to healthcare. Then I when it was in pharma. I was doing global access strategy on a global level, mm-hmm. and it was working with governments and affiliates companies around the world, saying how do we increase access to medicine for these target populations? Mm-hmm. And now it's just it's just access to resources. It's how do we give women access mm-hmm. to funding? have that space, collaboration, Mm -hmm. connections, all the resources they need to really develop and create what they want to create. And so... I feel find like it's your access.
1: tribe. Yeah, right. You have to find your tribe, and I know we're we're so close to running out of time today, and we only have a few minutes left. And this is I could go on for hours. So somehow I need to talk them into a two hour show, which <laughs> I don't even know if anyone would listen for two hours, <laughs> but I certainly would. Um, but I love what you shared today, and Hera Hub is what you own. Yes, and so it's H-E-R-A-H-U-B. H-U-B. H-U-B. and then Phoenix in Phoenix. Yes, Hub Phoenix. Well, it's HeraHub.com. Herahub. Herahub. Okay. forward slash phoenix forward slash phoenix yeah. okay and so anyone can reach you through the website yes. and find you there yeah and oh my gosh you guys she is just amazing mm-hmm. and for you to come from where you came from and build the life, just as Shelley did, yeah. Uh, you know, we all come from diversity and different mm-hmm. backgrounds, and they're so, I like ice cream flavors, right? I think, you know, like, we're like 31 flavors, women are, right? There's so many different flavors to us, yet uh, once we hone in on what the flavor is, is the one that we really, really, really love, and we just hone in on what that superpower is, there's no stopping, any yep. any of us once we figure out what that power is mm-hmm. and then your belief in yourself and knowing that don't play small like you've got this and then the community that you build yep. around that for women mm-hmm. i think i just think that's wonderful i have yet to take a tour yeah but i would you love to ask over. permission yeah you absolutely do. i would <laughs> love to see it and i don't know how far you are from me if it's a great it's just off of but.
3: 21st and highland so we're right in the
1: biltmore area okay oh, right wonderful. on right south of camelback that's beautiful that's kind of close to where you are mm-hmm. right Shelley? wonderful yeah. Well, I want to thank you, thank you all today for being here. It was just an amazing conversation, and the energy in the room just feels wonderful. I wish all the listeners could feel the energy yeah, that we have going on in this do. room. It's amazing how quickly women can connect and become mm-hmm. friends and, and, um, and how much we love and support each other, even if we just meet Yes, you know, and and how close we can become. So I want to ask all of our listeners to remember to find your soft place to land, Mm -hmm. find your sanctuary, spend some time there. And don't forget that you're a mustard seed. Yes. so cute. I love the mustard seed because you grow to be the biggest tree and always have gratitude. Mm-hmm. Never forget to have gratitude. And, and next be kind. Week, and be kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be kind. I mean, just spread love and smile all yes. the time. Just spread love. So our November 20th show, I wanted to just let our listeners know we're going to have Sarah Reed from Grit Fit Self-Defense. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, girl. We're having someone in here with not only, like, mentally strong but physically strong. And Fran Pastor, she is the founder and CEO of a women's business development council mm. in her area she was starting up a business and there was no help so she's like i'm going to create help so she did what you did with the yeah, bridges awesome. and she created the community so i love having women like that on our show and she's out of the east coast so i just wanted to close today by letting all of you know that you are the only you that has ever been and you are the only you that will ever be yes. so remember that and how you spend your time because yep. you're strong and you're special and you're a queen yeah. So be you and be strong.
2: And I'm so excited about this retreat, too, just so you know. Yes. I just wanted to throw that in there. That I'm very I'm excited
1: about this. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. I'm very excited. It's Me a too. place yeah. for us
1: to grow and connect and and foster for three and a half days in the sanctuary of being pampered. Yes. I'm excited. Me, too. All right, you guys. It was nice talking with you today. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Colleen Biggs, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk more next week.